Welcome to the Virtual Velo Podcast, powered by the Zimunike. We are exercise and nutrition scientists, physical therapists, and performance coaches, but most of all, we are passionate about cycling and immersed in the virtual cycling community. Our goal is to inform, inspire, and challenge you. Come take a conversational ride with us today. So, we have a lot to talk about. There was a big uh, splash from the Zwift world this this week. Zwift is rolling out a lot of changes to give benefits to all types of riders. And today we're going to uh, gloss over all of these changes, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the racing changes, um, as that's what uh, I think our audience is going to be very interested in. But first, let's catch up with everybody. Joy, how have you been? Fantastic. I... Uh want to take this opportunity to blame, I'm sorry, not blame, thank your wife, uh, because in three weeks I leave for the Grand Canyon. Awesome. Are you going to write hike rim to rim? To rim. Rim to rim to rim. Got to get back. I would take at least a day off. <laughs> Just one. Joy's got it. Yep. Yeah, well, I can see Joy. Joy's got the fire. Cool. And Nathan, good to see you. We haven't seen you in a while. Is uh, I haven't talked to you since before uh, Chris took off on his adventure across America. Hey, Ken, thanks a lot. Appreciate being on board here. It's going to be exciting to talk all things Zwift racing, as it usually is. Yep, awesome. Now, tell us, you have another uh, podcast uh, endeavor going on now too. Um, we don't want to pretend that other podcasts don't exist. We'd like to hear a little bit about it. Well, yeah. Anna Russell is the energy that she is in the entirety of the world. And she's been wanting to do a podcast for a while. And, uh, after Zwiftcast, uh, had ended, it was like, how does we fill that? And I didn't want to take much more on. And she was like, I'll do all the work and you just show up. <laughs> I'm like, and she was already part of the productions at ZCL as with community live. So I was like, let's go. And so, um, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, we'll keep on doing the rap. So it's fun. Awesome. And just really quickly, what's the name of it and how can we find it? Yeah, it's The Wrap, and it's available everywhere you can download podcasts. And we also record live, though, which is interesting. we got to have some uh, things in order. But we record live on Zwift Community Live on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that may be changing a little with the, with the clock changes, but uh, it's Thursdays around midday Central Time. Awesome, awesome. Nathan's it, like the James Brown of Zwift. He's yep. the hardest working man in Zwift show business. Yep. That's true. And what you can't see right now is that Chris Schwenker is sending me nasty DMs saying, don't talk about other podcasts. That's uh, not true at all. <laughs> I, 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 I encourage people to listen to other ones in this one. Awesome. Uh, Chris, how have you been? How have you recovered from your uh, ride across America? Uh, it's It's been a slow process, actually. It's, I've been home a month now and contrary to what you would probably believe i gained 10 pounds on the trip mm. i have uh, not only did i take a vacation from uh from zwift riding but i also took a vacation from uh, my diet and the scale so um i've been not only dealing with that but um also trying to get my uh race legs under me so hitting the gym pretty heavy and just burying myself with 30 second to a minute and 30 second efforts and Yesterday, I, I thought that I had gone past the point of no return. I didn't think I'd ever get my breath back, um, but <laughs> but I did. It was a rough one. I, I hadn't felt pain like that in a long time, self-inflicted. But um, 
I put up my best, second best one minute power as the ninth one minute interval that I did yesterday. Nice. Very so, nice. So it's getting there. It's getting cool. there. Cool. But yeah, that's, that's been a, a long road and, um, I'm trying to struggle with, uh, dropping a couple pounds and, you know, it's, it's funny because when you meet members of your family or, or non-cycling people, when they tell you, you look good, that's when you know that you're not at your race weight. <laughs> so I'm like every single person I've seen since I've been back, you look really great. I'm like, Oh shit. Stop saying that. My wife is like, Chris, you look so great. I'm like, don't expect me to look great for very much longer. I don't All feel right? that's the same for girls. I got asked girls if I was have pregnant. A set of rules. <laughs> totally different. Uh, we well, go. good luck getting back down to your race weight. Um, I have not gotten back to my race weight since surgery. And you know what? I enjoy cookies every day. And I don't know which is more important. So far, the cookies are winning. So with that, let's jump in give a quick rundown of some of the changes that were announced uh, announced by Zwift this week. Uh, first, there is going to be an, ex an expansion of, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the world. McCurry. Recur Yucurry? McCurry Islands. McCurry Islands. Okay. And the name of the new world, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to try to pronounce you're, it. You're a Kazi? You're a Kazi. No, actually, it's, it's Wukazi. Oh, Wukazi. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pronounced Wukazi, right? The U R U is is W O O. Oh. Yeah. On, okay. uh, yeah. So Uru means shore and Kazi means breeze. Uru, Uru, and shore breeze. Yeah. And Wuru Kazi. W O O R O O K A H Z is the like how do you say the way you say Phon it phonetic, phonetic yeah phonetic yeah. way but it's spelled you know you it looks like Yurikazi. it's actually based on Okinawa nice so yeah uh, which is really interesting to me have been uh, the reason I got into training and everything my uncle was re was really high up in the order of traditional Okinawan karate which is where karate originated so kind of close to my heart i like it I like nice it. nice uh additionally holograms and ai so you will now have a ghost that you can ride with for segments of, over the your best time over the last 90 days there'll be a little ghost that appears now i don't know how to enable this yet or how to disable it or if it just is defaulting for everyone um not sure maybe we can talk about that really quickly has anybody ridden with a hologram yet I don't think it's come up in the update yet. I think it's only been beta that's, tested. Yeah, it's not available yet. Yeah, so that's just out there as a this is coming. And the what it'll be is the last 90. So you can queue it up um, is what it looks like. So it isn't just like default, like you're just going to be riding against these things. And then you can either queue up your 90-day PR or your last fastest time on the segment. And it's segments only. Got it's it. Segments only. Okay, so it's not for a course. It's only for a segment. Yeah, segments well, only. Except for some of the courses. Like. Yeah, some of the courses. Some of the courses are segments in themselves. Mm -hmm. Like the, uh, like the hilly, hilly, uh, and all the other hey, stuff. Um, yeah, you know, the, yeah Tempest, exactly. the Tempest Reverse is a long segment. So that it's was, just well, something you queue up. You queue ahead, up right before the segment starts. I don't know. We'll I find out. I believe that that's the way it works. More yeah, shall be. That's a good just... question. I didn't ask that question. I wonder if uh, if it's like 
hey, I'm just going to drop in. Like that's a, that you know at wherever that segment is, or is it going to be a like you have to ride over to that segment and then or get there somehow and then it'll pop up somehow? It's a good question. Yeah, I'm. Go ahead, Chris. I was thinking about the possibilities that this could uh, you know you know pose potentially in the future, and like you would think that all of your PR times are when you're in a huge group and you have the the benefit of the draft. So if you're solo there's a pretty good chance you're not going to meet those times. Mm-hmm. But if you can set those times ahead of time, like if you go in and say, you're going to do this segment and I want to do it in this, this time, then that would be a great functionality to have. Well, you're just going to have to cowboy up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, sprinting is not my strong suit in the first place. So I probably didn't sprint very fast when I did my PR. So it shouldn't really matter. Well, I am looking forward to going up the Alp because I have, I used to ride the Alp all the time, like sometimes several days a week. And I tried to ride up with uh, Doug Mastriani and Jason Stern, the other two founders of Dirt the other day, and I couldn't make it up in under an hour. Like I I popped, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, but it's interesting because like I've been doing a lot of mountain biking and a, a lot of weightlifting. I'm probably up 10 pounds, but not in a bad way. And I'm tearing it up on the mountain bike. So, you know, in real life, there's this benefit and on the virtual world, just definitely not climbing as fast. I wonder if, I wonder if Nathan is aware of the Alp du pizza, but you know what the Alp du pizza is, Nathan? How do I not know about Alp and pizza? Like what? Oh, what is this all about? Oh, oh, well, the forget the do part. Mountain Dew is in there too. Ken, you want to tell? Yeah, you tell I'll tell you. I'll tell you really quickly. <laughs> when we were trying to get dirt <laughs> off, when we were trying to get dirt off the ground, uh, we wanted to do a publicity stunt, and I did a live stream of me eating an entire large Domino's pizza and drinking nothing but Mountain Dew and doing a su- <laughs> I, d- I ate the whole pizza and uh, completed the Alp in under an hour. Oh, my gosh. I felt like shit I, for like two days, man. That sounds horrible. That sounds absolutely horrible. It. it was so great. It was so great to watch. It really was. Yep. Because we all rode with him, too. But we did, We were just like, you know, just letting him know that it was clear. What that we platform did you stream this on? Did you stream uh, it on YouTube? YouTube. Yep. Yeah. If is you it find available? Dirt Cycling Team, yes, it is on oh, YouTube for under I, the dirt. This is I gotta find this. Okay, sounds good. Oh, this might go. I'm <laughs> so Nathan's a pace partner would come in handy. Yep. <laughs> the wheels are turning in Nathan's head. Yep, and you know I don't know if I could either eat a pizza or go up the out independently. Right now, in under an hour. In in an hour. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what I'm excited about, about the holograms, uh, improved club functionality. Don't know much about that. Um, but that sounds good. I think, to, you know, I think go initially ahead. that was meant to like take the organization out of the hands of Swift and put it in the, in the, in the hands of the individual clubs to promote things, okay. which is kind of like it, it like, you know, it's, it makes you wonder, like they, Swift always was, you know, took the position that there aren't a lot of racers so that we don't really cater to them. They're a small population. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I always thought that the club functionality was so that they could just, you know, wash their hands of racing and let the clubs take care of it themselves. But it seems like they've made a huge commitment to racing. So I'm kind of like, that's like a, a mixed message for me there. You know, I love it. You know, I think that, you know, 
the racers are the most passionate users of the platform in my mind. And, you know, that's where the innovation comes from. So mm-hmm. the fact that they've embraced the racing is, is really huge. So I'm not really, I don't know, really know what the whole club functionality is going to bring, you know? Right. And it could be, it could be because the racing isn't better that there's not more racers. So who's to say, you know, like who's to say that this won't attract more people and get, get more people into racing. Um, let's see what, what else do we have here on demand workouts and a home screen update. I got the home screen update this week. looks good. And filtering for workouts. That sounds great. Course specific workouts is something that I'm definitely interested in. I don't know how this is going to work exactly. Like if it's going to queue you up and say, as soon as you hit a segment, go, x watts because it's not erg mode i don't I think believe. the route based workouts yeah i think the route that's just the, the way the route based workouts are supposed to go mm-hmm. um yeah I, like um I, I took a look at this i have apple tv so it's really hard for me i don't have any of that stuff i don't have the new home screen yet i don't have any of the other things but it seems like you can filter for duration and intensity so you okay. can you can put in you know it's it's so like there it, there certainly leaves a lot of uh, room for improvement because you know, I don't pick my workouts by duration and intensity. I pick them by, you know, you know, zones. So mm-hmm. it seems like there's a, there would be a lot of ways to improve as far as uh, filtering in that respect. True. Level 60. So right now there are 50 levels of Zwift and they're, they're going to bump it up to level 60, which I'm imagining they're going to have several incentives for pushing or rewards for getting new levels uh, new jerseys, kits, something here about rear view glasses, which would be great. <laughs> what? Rear view glasses would make Wait, it. Is this that. just an idea, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm like, look. I've heard nothing about rear view glasses. I, no, I think I heard that too. And there's, and apparently if you're level 50 and you've been level 50 for a while, you've banked XP, which will come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the levels you get rear view glasses and, and I, it would be, super cool if it allowed you different you know multiple views right if you can get them and have multiple views or it could be like when i first started riding my wife was like chris maybe you should get one of those rear view mirrors that you put on your helmet i said i'd rather die before i get one of those rear view mirrors my helmet. i don't care what happens i can have i would if car could barrel me over from behind i will not use one of those things mm-hmm. of course you know, after riding across the country, I, I wanted to put like a Mack truck mirror on my bike, but yeah, it's uh, the rear view uh, glasses would be a cool thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Level 55. I'm seeing it right there. Ha. Very cool. I think that could be really useful because in the triple T I'm constantly toggling between on the keyboard. Um, there is third person default view first person view which i like for drafting and then uh rear view Wait, so did I, you just say view you just said view three you just said you totally enhanced it like our view three person for ttt is that right did i do I like the, i do like view three for ttt all right let the world be known there's another <laughs> podcast view three that's where it's at everybody oh joy yes oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> just clip this right here and we're sending it to this everybody. Is, this is first person, correct? This is first person. Yeah, it's the only person. way I ride. It's first yep. person. I want. I don't want to see like I would normally see. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see myself. Move I'm not looking person. at my own rear end. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't care what I don't want to see the back of me. I want to see what's in front of me. Well, I will other- say that when when I was using a drop bar bike, I I would use view one to make sure that I was in the draft. And now on the triple T bike, it's not as necessary, but I definitely use the rear view mode, which is view number six. So I know that I'm not gapping my team when I'm pulling. On the uh, draft thing, that's why you just get sauce, right? Zwift sauce. You just get Zwift sauce and you're good to go. Yeah, but well, okay. So let's not talk about sauce because right now that's a touchy subject for me. What oh, what the hell is Zwift sauce? It, it watch my it's, an, it's an add-on. So you know, Joy got Joy's Zwift activity monitor got got booted off and sauce has taken its place. So, so it's sauce is sauce has found a loophole. Okay. Sauce has got a loophole to be to get to the uh encrypted data by mm. using a free account. But huh. but that's that's it's a loophole. And right now we've decided that Kevin and I've decided that we're not going to do that without Zwift's permission. And right now we do not have Zwift's permission. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to have to look up this sauce thing. I mean, it's great. I mean, he's, you know, uh, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but he's, he's great. Everything he's done with sauce is great. It's just that. Do you have consequences, Joy? Were there consequences? No, they're, they, okay. we were just, so when, uh, when they put the, up the encryption, we went to Mr. Min and said, Hey, we, what, what can we do? We've got, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. I, I don't even remember the exact number I have. Uh, I had all that information of how many Zam users we had. Eric Min put us with James Bailey and James said, okay, we're going to see if there's anything we can do to get Zam back up and running and came back and said, no, there's nothing they can do. Basically what James Bailey came back and said is the only way for Zam to work is to um, take away the encryption for Zam users to where we would have to say just for Zam users, there would be no encryption, but we would be, um, we don't want to, change our encryption to leave us vulnerable. So we're not going to do that is what he essentially said. Gotcha. And so for sauce to get through the encryption is to use a freeze Zwift account. But what it looks as if, if so many people, like as many users as Zam had, all those people had free accounts, that would be a red flag to Zwift. Why are all these free accounts coming up? Hmm because that's what's accessing the data is that free account. Interesting. All right. Well, there you have it. One's with sauce. They're asking for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. I wonder. That's a good question. That's a good question. I wonder if that's how it's working. I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) Anyways, rear view glasses. (laughs) It makes me think of using sauce last night. So nice. Cool. Learn something every day. You learned about altitude pizza, and I learned about the sauce. Okay, moving on. Pace partners don't know what's different here, but there's some kind of update. <clears throat> Anybody know well, about this? They just moved to become now a a permanent feature. They moved from. Oh, the, so it's not no longer works. Yeah. Mm, right. And they, okay. they, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's one of the the best features that they've they've offered in forever. That, oh my you know, I'm god! On the, totally. All the time. I think they're great. 
You know, I don't think I've jumped into a non, well, I haven't, I jump in with pace partners all the time, a couple times a week, but I hardly ever jump into non-race events anymore. And part of it was arguments over the fence and keeping pace and just, it was just a disaster. I just like the ride with these drama-free robots that are always encouraging that's my jam. Oh, it's not drama free though. There's the people, some of the, the text chats on with the pace partners is just ridiculous. And I know we're going to get to it, but the majority of it has been about the font. It's like, it's like mind numbing. Oh, dude, fonts. We'll talk about this nothing burger font thing in a minute. Um, Zwift hub. So Zwift has pivoted. They, as you know, decided to shut their, down their hardware development division and several months later they have announced that basically they're white labeling a trainer for five hundred dollars and it's going to make the onboarding zwift experience and accessibility to zwift much less expensive i have a feeling that this trainer is being sold at not much more than cost because it'll help their subscriptions Uh, but that is a really exciting piece of news that we weren't even talking about when we started talking about this show that just kind of came out of nowhere this week it's interesting because you would think that there really isn't too much of a margin there, but but recently um, the the manufacturer of the of the device is also going to offer it to uh, at the same price point. So it's it's kind of a, it's interesting to think about that, and mm. you you kind of wonder like you know it's a play just it's to get more subscribers, and they they're gonna gonna make the money on that end of it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what happens when they have to deal with um, returns and customer service and because all that stuff adds up. You know, Do we that, know what that, that is? Do we know what the warranty is that comes with this trainer? I don't, mm. but I would hope that it would you know at least meet the industry standard, which if, if which I feel is, is set by Wahoo and they're fabulous whenever I've dealt with them. Um, so... You know, they, they they don't want to be considered a company that doesn't back up their product. That would be horrible. That might be the uh, only the thing, thing is, that's be- not in the announcement that I'm because there's really a lot of info there. I'm gonna look through and see if I can find it quick. Cool. Okay, they could that that could be a huge uh, financial burden if you have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, well, because, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that's interesting is like I watched the uh, Shane Miller and. Oh gosh, DC Rainmaker reviews. On, well, they weren't really reviews; they're more announcements. And one thing is that whoever Zwift led into the circle, they all did a great job of staying really tight-lipped on this. And there are some tweaks that they need to make with the software to get it back up to the accuracy that the um, Jet Black product was actually pretty accurate. And right. this Zwift product right now is not. And so they said, hey, this thing isn't even, you know, this thing isn't even released yet. So they expect to have all this stuff sorted out before the release date. So that's cool. Glad they're working on that. One of the great things about it is that it makes the onboarding hardware process uh, significantly easier. Come to what I said, it it gives you step-by-step directions. But, you know, I I was thinking about that also. And that's great for the the majority of people that aren't, you know, don't have a... uh, a chain whip tool or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, if, if you had to, if you broke it down, would you think that there are more onboarding issues with the hardware or the software with, with Swift? 
Well, I don't think you can really separate one from the other because these support so many platforms. Uh, I just like whenever whenever I have a problem, it's not with my hardware. It's always with the, you know the software, with the application. As a, itself. As a new you user, know, I definitely out. think it's software. I think it's I think the the learning curve for the software is much much bigger. Yeah, so it's you know it's been uh, you know it's been lauded for the you know the onboarding process being improved, which I, I definitely think it is. But you know, it's there's still a, a lot that can be done in, in that respect as well. I think. Well, what do you mean by software issues? I mean, because like the the biggest issue I've had is like getting stuff to pair and. Yeah, well, that, that's basically what I mean. Okay. You know, Non-hardware issues. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And for all of you that don't ride mountain bikes and don't buy high-end cassettes, the price of this trainer is about the same price as a nice, like, uh, race-worthy mountain bike cassette, which are like 450 bucks. That's how much a cassette costs for a mountain bike? Yeah, if you want yep. a SRAM rainbow right now, that's that's how much it costs. I've never changed the cassette on my mountain bike. I go through one like once <laughs> a year, maybe twice a year. Oh my gosh! It's yeah. Yeah. Many miles Nathan, Nathan rips it. Nathan rips the teeth off of him. <laughs> literally, literally. You can see some of his race starts on. I, I think uh, on I think I ride like, my mountain bike much different than uh, than Nathan and Ken do. I so have... I found the warranty. I did find it. Okay. Uh, you can find it at support.zwift.com. There's a warranty. Let me see here. Actually, it's swift.com slash hub slash warranty. That's that's where you find it. And um, Limit to Worry applies for the following listed items. So it goes, well, whatever. I'm trying to find, like, the defects and issues discovered within Limit to Worry period and only applicable to Zwift products starting from time of original purchase. So it's essentially their, like, Zwift hub. The components and all original parts that come with Zwift hub against defects in workmanship and materials. So that seems what is not covered. Like if you damage it, it sounds like uh, failure to use it right. Um, yeah, there's a, there's like a six like bullet point of what is not covered in there. So you can you can actually go find that right now. Cool. Does it say what does it say? Like a three year warranty? It's uh, one in U.S. <coughs> actually, two in U.K. and E.U. Hmm. Gotcha. It's because Americans are so much more powerful than our European brethren. <laughs> or is it the oh, other yeah. way around? Especially, <laughs> especially in cycling, that's for sure. Yep. All the most powerful riders are on Zwift. Okay, moving on. I know that this is the hot topic that Chris has just been dying to talk about is this stupid font issue. Like, I, I logged on, I'm like, okay, it's a font change. Like, we've seen Google change their font... We've seen Microsoft change their font. Zwift change their font. Like to me, this is n- nothing. But tell me, there's controversy. Is there like people bitching about this in the forums? Oh, I don't read the forums. To tell you the truth, um, I ride with the pace partners. <laughs> That's where I get to, uh, to hear a lot of the whining, and on social media also, it's kind of I don't know. The it seems like. Uh, the Zwift subscriber base are the uh, the biggest whiners of all time. They're never happy with anything, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like the sevens <laughs> look like ones, and you know, I'm not I'm not really sure. Like you know, the there there is one population um, of users that I, I very much agree with and understand that the visually impaired have a really hard time with this font. Um, okay, 
and I'm actually I'm actually reached out to a couple of professionals to give me a little bit more insight on that. Hmm. Um, because, you know, as you know, I've, I've tried to raise awareness of the adaptive athlete population on Zwift. And, and this is just another subset of that. And it seems like that, that population isn't always um, thought about um, when these changes are being made. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that that'll get itself worked out at some point. But no, otherwise, it's just, I guess you just think about why they did it, you know, and you can think about the overall, the overarching question of why all these things all at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Why 20, you know, 20 up, updates and upgrades and, and a new font, you know, why is this all happening right now? But um, that's, that's a, a, a bigger question for, for another time, I would think. Well, September. I like the I font. Think they, I think they wanted to deliver coming into Zwift season. I think also like a lot of the conversations that I've uh, heard have been also that the summer was taken to hunker down and really get a lot done. And now we're at the end of summer and we're heading into Zwift season, but a lot of like um, background work getting done. Also, I don't know if this is known, but this is a Zwift font. This isn't like you can go find it somewhere, right? Like you could go find, What's what, what font does Zwift use? And you could go like search it and be like, oh, this is the font and go find it on a website. This is proprietary. This is like, this is their font. So they I kind of like- I did see that. I kind of like that. Like this, I think it's really smart. And I yeah. think it really helps alongside their brand that they have like an ownership of how they can even communicate. And they'll always be recognized as that. The one, I've heard a lot about the one and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, <laughs> I actually saw- some a couple of jokes out there but there's some pretty good ones but besides the one i kind of like it i you know i'm kind of indifferent about the font all i know is the first day it was released uh you know kevin was like what does it remind you of i mean think back of to like the 80s and i was like galaga <laughs> yeah it's gamey it's, it's gamey for sure it's got that gamey side to it i'd agree with that Sure. I was like, that's that's it. I mean, I all of a sudden had this flashback to video games in the 80s and Atari. And I was like, it's Atari. That's what it is. Nice. So that kind of talks about a lot of the stuff that is going on with Zwift. But really what we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into this week is the race-related changes. And I am probably the least racy of the four of us at this moment. Um but what has affected me right away was the changes to the triple T, which are just so much better. Uh, who wants to go into some of those changes? Go for it, Joy. Okay. Um, and then Nathan, tag yes. team. So I absolutely love the changes. Um, first off, having no uh, delay start time um, makes it so much easier because of all the little nuances of you don't have to set a timer. You don't have to worry about going into your pair screen to warm up because of those times where people got stuck in their pair screen and couldn't get out of their pair screen or, you know, th- th- these are things, little things that you don't even think about, but what if whoever does have the timer, all of a sudden their discord drops out and they were the ones with the timer and then you don't know when the time starts. So all those little things with the having a timer, you don't have that anymore. You just pedal until you go. Um, and then, and then not having to get into the pen quite as early because of that as well. Um, 
the, you know, having the individual lanes, it's, you know, that's just kind of the way it's set up. But um, the TT bikes also, the drafting with the TT bikes, way faster than so far the past, I think I've done three races now with the, the TT bikes and have PR'd the course when I don't think that our watts were necessarily any higher than normally, normally would be, but yet we're, you know, PR in these courses with the same effort. So just some, I feel like they're, they're little things that they've added and has made just a huge difference. I mean, so far I haven't seen any complaints about the WTRL changes. None. Well, and just to give a little bit more context, when you do a normal race, let's say that the race starts at 6 a.m., but you're in Cat B and it might say that your race starts at 6.03. Well, now it's, it's the same thing for your individual Triple T team. Uh, you don't have to, even though the, the Triple T may start at 6 a.m., you don't have to log in until 6.18 when your heat goes off. Oh, and Another- also being, uh, the, uh, picking up the times as well, Ken, that was the other thing is before you were just given a delay time. So, you know, you have a group of people that maybe want a little earlier, a little late. Some, some of these guys are like, I need earlier because we've got other things to do. So you would end up with a 10 minute delay, which would kind of mess people up. So now you get to choose your time based on what zone you're in. So it makes it much more, um, I, I, don't, I you, pe- people can just choose exactly what they want. So a team can decide we want this time and you can choose it instead of just, you know, randomly, whatever you get. And confirm with me, I believe that prior to these changes, each person on your team could be seeing a slight variation in the time displayed on their screen. I'm not sure about uh, as far as the finishing time. No, as far as like, okay, so you start and it's showing one minute on my screen, 105 on Chris's, like depending on, there's like an arbitrary start point past the banner on these triple T's and depending on when your bike cross that banner is when your time starts. Oh, right. Is that right, Nathan? Yes. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, there was, there was definitely um, something going on with when you actually got across this arbitrary line. It wasn't always at the banner. It may have been somewhere else. It's not like you could see it. The game just started recording for you when you came across that. And so in the background, there could be some discrepancies. Well, now everybody goes off at the same time or at the same point. And so um, now my question there though, is has that just made it easier for everybody to get to that arbitrary spot or is it now at the banner? That would be my question. I actually mm. haven't talked to WTRL about that yet. I, that I'm actually, I should bring it up. I, I mean, so I, I, it up I do know that before, just because of Zam, when Kevin was creating Zam, and this is, you know, this is like a, a um, programming type uh, developing question that he he understands that more. When he created Zam, Zam would start when you crossed over that line. So he had that figured out. And I do know with the TTTs, there was that. But now we don't have Zam anymore. And with all these changes, I, I couldn't tell you. Cool. Anything else on the Triple T before we move on? No, I think it's great. I mean, I... I 
these changes were, you know, everybody seems to love them. Nice. Cool. Uh, I would love to hear somebody go deep on the race categorization. Uh, I read this Wift Insider article, but since I have only been doing the Triple T for the last few months, I don't really, I haven't really seen the effect of this. Um, Nathan, since we sort of uh, went with Joy on the Triple T, you want to give us your take on this? It's uh, it's good and. Like for so for the A category, B category area where I think a lot of impact was happening for this categorization, um, at least that, that I was seeing, you know, I think it's interesting. Like it, it can cause this great situation where you don't have um people sandbagging, you have to go into that the race that's very specific to what you have proven. But then there's also this like jump in and how you get into racing or if you haven't done a race in a while. And like, like there's this, this weird place where like you just might really ostracize some people like mm. where they just feel like this is an impossible hurdle to get into. And I just want to go and jump in and do something fun right now. And you just created this whole big hurdle. And so I think there's a reason why you only see certain mounts opting in and others not opting into this option as far as the, the races go and, and the setups for these races in the community because, um, you know, and there there has been some pretty strong feedback on like, hey, like if you're going to release something like this, don't make it feel so restrictive that it could ruin people's experience. So I think on category enforcement, there's a mixed bag of, of um, feelings about how it's being used. I think it's a great idea. Um, enforcement versus rankings is, you know, again, I feel like we're back at that. Like we are uh, coming in and assuming something about racers on the back end and then setting up the uh, expected result, right? Rather than watching for the result and then ranking riders and then allowing them in where they should be. Um I, I feel like earning your place in a, in a spot also has a very positive feeling. So if you go and you earn something afterwards, I earned C, a downgrade even because <laughs> my drop in the rankings, right? Like, but I earned that after a result. And then you see that finished and boom, I'm there. Um, now with category enforcement, the way that things are working, you might not, you just might feel punished right away for no reason. I think that's really bad for on the user side of things. So um, that would be my only feedback as far as like, uh, can we figure something else out here? But I'm always going to be a rankings guy. I'm always going to be a look like when it comes to racing, it's all about results. Use the results. That's, that's just mm. what we should be doing. So as of right now, the, uh, ranking system is not compulsory to race organizers. You can default in, or you can opt in or opt out. So to, to category can, enforcement to get, for yeah, category. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But so you're saying that there's a, a ranking. So there's always been this with power rankings. Is, is that what we're talking about here? Or is oh, there yeah, another, so this is another, this is pie in the sky is what it is that it's been a conversation around the Zwift racing world for a very long time that Watts per kilogram and the, the cat, the current cat system uh, assumes something up front about you and then places you somewhere mm. based on numbers that have to do with working out. They don't have anything to do with racing really. 
Like you can get an idea of where people are going to finish and stuff like that around that, but it isn't an actual result where you go, these people cross and, and racing is about crossing finish lines, or maybe it's about earning points or whatever it might be, whatever your um, measuring stick is for that. Use that measuring stick that you're using for the result. Like don't use some assumed thing about what my exercise systems are. That's just, in my opinion, that's silly, like totally silly because racing is dynamic and takes skill and takes, you know, a, a lot of finesse and knowing what you're doing with those exercise systems to get the results. And so um, it's an idea that has been out there from the beginning of how we're doing Zwift rankings, how we're doing cat systems and all that stuff. And so, um, you know, upfront, when I first heard about the category enforcement and, 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 hey, our, and, and some of the stuff that was going on at Zwift, I was definitely like, so why are we doing this? And we're doing this. Like, why are we, why are we not going toward rankings? And it was, you know, and, and, and it's not like there isn't a, this isn't cause Zwift doesn't understand that though. I just want to say that up front that I know for a fact that there's people who are like, yeah, I really like what you're saying. We'll see, you know, like there's a big zoom around stuff or, or, you know, we want, maybe we want to do that. We'll see kind of a thing. So, but that's right now they're working with what they've got. It sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. Got it. Now there is a dedicated racing is this is a Zwift racing website. Is that live yet? Uh, yes, you mean, yeah, you yeah. You mean now. like all things Zwift racing? Like I don't just know. A, yeah. yeah, yeah. There is a Zwift. Yeah, it's like Zwift.com slash racing. And you can find all the stuff that Zwift are doing for racing that are their own properties within the platform. Okay, got it. So I guess one of the things that's confusing is there is Zwift Power, which was a third-party website for a lot of years, and then it was purchased by Zwift. And that is still live. Like, that hasn't changed um, and the way that you're categorized in Zwift Power differs from the way that you're categorized in this new categorization within Zwift. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so right. I'm sorry, I'm like taking over completely. But no, please, like, like you're the expert on this. So. so yeah, and that's a really good point. That like if you go to Zwift.com/slash/racing, I just thought about this as you say this, and it's so natural to me to just use these other sites because I've always been using them. And now there's Zwift.com/slash/racing, and anyone who's just Zwifting and doesn't know about all these other sites and they just get introduced to Zwift, they'll go there and they'll click on the individual racing thing that they recently lost to Z racing and it'll take them to Zwift power for the league, right? Like if they want to see the leagues you click on team racing, it'll take you to WTRL dot racing for the team <laughs> racing for ZRL, right? And you go to the elite racing and that's the thing that they do and they own that. But even that, if you want to see the results, I think even there you'll have to go to Zwift power to get immediate results. And then maybe later down the line, they'll release the other results on their own websites. Once they get that all up and going, I, I so that's a really good point. Ken, I just got to say that like everything you see here will go somewhere else rather than be in house on the website. What, and what's confusing to me, Nathan is I dropped to a C for two weeks, but yet I couldn't join C for any races, I still had to join A or B, even though Zwift Power had me as a C. Yeah, because category enforcement is separate from Zwift Power. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Is that and like, that's it what's confusing, though, is yeah. 
you know, why am I a C if I can't race C, which, you know, I did a race and got back to B, but for that two weeks, it didn't even matter that I was a C. Yeah, they use two different, two different algorithms, basically. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the auto categorization is based on your, your critical power curve, which is two to 50 minutes. Whereas, uh, the Zwift power ranking is 95% of your best 20 minutes. So it's, uh, it's two totally different, two totally different methods. Um, and I think that that's a major improvement, the, uh, use utilizing the critical power curve because all of Zwift isn't 20 minute efforts. It's, it's repeated 30 to three minute efforts. Uh, yes, I a hundred percent agree with that because there's been some people that have been in the, um, the top of the B category for years and never upgrade to a because they know to hang in the pack. The pack's always going to be sub 4.0, uh, for 20 minute power, but then the, they can just un unleash a one or two minute power that dominates the field. I thought it was funny. I was doing, uh octobron race to get a 20 minute effort to move back up to B and uh, I needed 4.4 higher to get back to a B and one of the guys in the race said the the two top people which was me and another girl should be racing A and I said well I'm a C <laughs> but yet he's saying I should be an A <laughs> I'm like you know yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, it's it's something that needs improvement, absolutely. So then there is Z racing. Tell us a little bit about Z racing, or is this sort of all in the same field of what we're talking about? Well, Z racing is a, is a uh, another uh, Zwift branded um, racing series that's basically um, it's molded after the the very popular classics that that Nathan knows a lot about, but. From what I understand, it's a monthly set of weekly races, and the races are offered uh, 15 times a day, which kind of makes you ask a question like, there are so many races on Zwift, and but now you're going to add another 15 races. That, so, you know, is it going to dilute the field? Are you going to then have to do what Nathan has done? He's done a fabulous job of, of getting all the big-time racers to show up at the exact same time, so it's a great race. You know, and the, the, the time-based GC, which is going to be a monthly thing, is most likely going to come out of those races where all the, the fastest guys and the hugest fields are. You mm -hmm. know, so it's kind of, it's, you'd think that, you know, it's, I think it's a great thing. You know, anything that Zwift does with racing is a great thing. Maybe 15 races is a few too many, you know. Um, I know they're trying to make it as inclusive as, as possible for everybody, but maybe five, you know, would, would, would be a good number. Who knows, you know. Yeah, we dominated like we were like two minutes faster than some of the other stage, uh, other events in this stage of get rolling. Get rolling is the first stage of this month's individual Z racing league. So it'll be four races. And, um, you know, I got together a group in what is coined Wednesday Worlds now. And, um, yeah, we we went 2158. James Barge from Mexico <laughs> by Jordan. Oh and I think. God. I think um, <laughs> the next fastest group was like twenty two seventeen. And what time, Nathan? What was the what time was that? The this the race that was next fastest. What time of day? What day of the week? And what time was that? 
same time, same time. The one, the one p.m. to noon central, like those. I think, and then maybe there's also a morning where like Dirt and Saris and like those other morning people show up. You know, Tuesday morning <laughs> has been pretty fast. Yeah, um, that might have been a twenty-two seventeen. I think that one maybe. I know for so. A and B for the classics, Tuesday mornings were pretty fast, but your Wednesday afternoon for the classics was obviously the fastest. But I was trying to figure out what other times and days of the week for these races are the most people showing up because there's some days and sometimes nobody's showing up. It's like, you, you don't even want to bother because you have no support. Yeah. The field definitely matters. And that was one of the things I said up front was like, well, we're going to have this GC competition with like people just trying to stack the fields. And they said, yeah, and that was it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. They're like, yep. Cool. So go for how it. Is the bees, how is the B category at the time you do? Is that also sacked? The, our, so I don't know. That's a good question. So our group, um, we had, I think, 500 signed up to the event total across all. But the A's was like 127 that actually um, showed. I think there was 151 signed up. So I think uh, because the A group was really – um, I think it was double the people in the A group. So I don't know across the other categories because we, it, I mean, Wednesday Worlds is really focused on the A category. It's like, uh, I would love it if other categories got some leadership around Wednesday Worlds in those other cats to promote, hey, come and get the fastest times if you want and push each other. And I mean, Wednesday Worlds is just all about your Wednesday hammer ride where it's about the stop side sprint that you let out for at 500 watts. And that you can flex about that and not the first, if you got first cross line, great. Awesome. James Barnes killed it this past week. That's amazing. But there's also this attitude of like, we're just here to beat up on each other and have a good time doing it. <laughs> nice. Moving on. I know that Chris wanted to talk a little bit about the Zwift Grand Prix. And that will be sort of the last thing that we'll probably have time to talk about today, but we will have more podcasts where we can talk about all these other things, especially as they roll out. Chris, jump on into the Grand Prix. Yeah, well, so we've been speaking a lot about racing and, and you know, you know, you, we're all community racers for the most part. You know, Nathan is, is definitely could be an elite racer if he wasn't working. Um, when I say working, he's not able to participate in a lot of the races because he's broadcasting them. But, you know, it's, uh, it seems like a... a, a the majority of the real major drastic changes that have been made for the elite racers. So the, the Zwift Grand Prix, and uh, you know, I speak to a, to a bunch of the racers, and, and from what I understand, um, they were sent out a, a, a document with a, a whole host of different possible race formats. And, and the, the major um, idea behind it is that they want to make the races, the races as engaging as possible for uh, the, the viewing public. And I, I know that... Uh, that's something that, that Nathan is really, uh, you know, serious about, obviously. So they're, they're, they then were asked to vote on which formats they thought were, were going to be the, the, the best for them. And it, the races, first of all, they seem brutal. They are the short races, they're elimination races, they're one race after another, but they're, but they're also cool because from, from a viewer's point of view, they're, they're extremely engaging. It, um, makes for, uh, the impossibility for one or two um, racers to dominate each race. They're all different. Um, some of the races are, the race formats are, are mixed gender, which is which is really cool also. Um, and 
yeah, the the, uh, the races are uh, you know they're they're getting some money to do it, but like it's um like for and even the TTTs are also are going to be formatted in a way that's that's kind of um interesting where if you overtake the team in front of you, then you get points for that, and it's uh, you know that's a whole bunch of different things. But I don't know if you've heard any about the uh, the the changes that are being made to the Grand Prix, Nathan, and what you think about it. Yeah, so my opinion, and, uh, and Eric Schlinge had some really good things to say about this as well um, recently, that the whole genre that is being built for Zwift racing and East, uh, virtual uh, cycling, I think, uh, I like the leadership that's being taken here to um, have its own feel and the way that I think the Grand Prix is going, the way that the Tiny Race Series is going, I think that that is going to get really popular because of the excitement that comes with this like more one and out and kind of like having games within the game, uh, games within the race to shoot after or and kind of that... Um, it's all on the line feel, right? Like that I think is going to really enhance this sport and it will, we'll see, we'll see if it takes over the genre of Zwift racing, but I have a feeling that that is the direction that it's trying to head to kind of mine out its own space within uh, this cavern of cycling. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. I I agree. And it's the uh, world championships are heading in that direction also. And like, I think that that's, that's going to be the the key to success for, for esports racing is that it's becomes its own unique discipline. It has to kind of separate itself. And I think it's, I think it's great. I really don't. And, you know, I applaud Swift for being innovative and taking the initiative here. I really, I really do. Very cool. With that, I want to wrap up with a question, two things. We were going to say, our answer just simple net good net bad about these changes but i also want you to say net good net bad and what's your favorite the feature that you're most excited about i'll go first net good for all these changes and i'm most excited about the ghost who's next what do you think joy (laughs) well net good i mean i think the fact that they're developing and doing new things is great favorite i'm I guess I'd have to say the WTRL changes that they've made. I mean, that's why I wanted to talk about it because mm. I love the changes they've made. Uh, I think it's net good also. Oh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. Um, yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry I jumped ahead of you. I think it's a net good also. Anything that, that places a focus on, uh, you know, community racing and elite racing is uh, is for me. So absolutely. Yeah, net good, and I'm excited about what we just talked about, the new race formats and where it'll take the development of the sport. Very cool. Well, I'd say that's a great podcast. We really covered some ground here with all the uh, new changes on Zwift. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you for joining the Virtual Villa podcast, and we look forward to talking with you about another topic here soon. (laughs) 